0: have some notes. Not a lot of notes and I don't know how far the notes will take us, but...
1: (laughs) Well, it's kind of a broad stroke topic today.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so I've got a couple of uh, jumping off
2: points.
1: I think maybe the first thing we probably want to start with is maybe introducing ourselves properly.
2: Yes. um...
0: (laughs) Because we haven't done that. It was just kind of a
1: we just
3: kind of went with it
2: right all right so um how do we want to do this then <laughs> <laughs>
3: Well, I guess, first of all, welcome
1: to Nerdscape, a yes. podcast, a semi-weekly podcast, sort of, where we <laughs> just kind of talk about nerdy stuff, whatever's on our minds.
0: And and we can talk.
1: <laughs> yeah, we can certainly talk. We get off topic a lot. Although some of the feedback that I have been getting um, has been that we don't seem to get as off topic as... Expected, and we always seem to find our way back around to what we were originally talking about.
0: Yeah, and that's that was definitely, definitely um, intentional too. At least on my part, I was trying to because I know that we can we can digress. So I I wanted to make sure that I I didn't digress too much. Last week, at least.
1: Yeah, we try really hard to keep ourselves on topic. Speaking yeah. of staying on topic.
0: Right. Um I guess I'm Fen, the the younger younger brother.
1: And um, I am Rama, I'm the older sister.
0: And my only older sister. <laughs> All of the sisters I have, only older one.
1: Yeah. So, we come from a pretty big family. We're a big nerdy family. Um but we're oh, yes. um
0: and um I blame Dad. He showed us Star Wars at eight years old and um yeah, that was the end of it. It was There was no going back after that. Pretty much. But today we are talking about something we got in, I guess, later as far as nerdy things that we're into.
1: Yeah.
4: So.
0: Um, Maybe not as late as we got into anime, but uh, yeah, well, D&D.
1: Well, I don't know how table. late you got into anime. I didn't get into anime until about seven years ago.
0: Um. Yeah, it was seven or eight for me because it was uh, freshman year of college.
1: Gotcha. Yeah, that would have been about the same time, which is odd because I thought that like you guys were all gung ho about it before I was.
0: Nah, it was it was either my first or second semester of college was when I started watching anime.
2: So,
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. But
1: yeah, it's a. Uh... We kept mentioning Jax last week. Jax yes. is my husband. He was the one who actually got me into anime. And in turn, right. I've been getting him into, like, comics and stuff, because he wasn't real familiar with comics before we before we met. Oh, that's fun. Oh, it is so much fun.
0: That's definitely something we'll have to get into at a later date.
1: Well, after you see Infinity War... Yes! Um, I want to have Jax and... Um, Risa on, and we'll just have like a big extravaganza just talking about Marvel in general.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Um, and Risa is another one of our
2: siblings.
1: I'm going to call her that for right now, because I don't know what she would prefer to be called, and I yeah. haven't had a chance to ask her.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> now, she told me that you uh, would that invited her to come on at some point, and I was <laughs> like, yeah, I'm not not surprised. We'd, we'd She's she's a little uh, she's a little disappointed that she wasn't on last week.
1: Yeah, I'm thinking about maybe sometime we do a topic that's like what makes a good anime, which would be a good opportunity to, for her to kind of jump in and talk about what her favorite anime are without having yes. to do like a retroactive list or anything like that.
2: Yeah, no, that'd be good. That'd be
1: good. Yeah. All right. But that's topics that are down the line. And today... Yes.
0: Today we are talking about um I guess D&D specifically tabletop RPGs in general mm-hmm. um depending on where the conversation flow takes us um though the majority of my experience is in D&D so.
1: Yeah, I've t- I've played a couple of other tabletop games myself. Um we were playing Mutants and Masterminds back when that first came out. Yep. It was a lot of fun. Um,
0: Well, actually, I think we jumped in. I found out recently. I think we jumped in second edition mutants and masterminds. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So it'd been around a little bit longer, but I think we jumped in right at the beginning of second edition. So, gotcha. That the particular core rulebook we were working off of was new when we started. Yeah.
1: All right. Oh, Uh, that makes sense.
0: I only found out because um, when mutants and master well, uh, Green Ronin
1: actually Mm -hmm. is
0: the company when they launched um along with their third edition mutants and masterminds launch uh, a couple years back they also released um a i forget what they call it but it was basically dc universe and it was the exact same rule book exact same system as third edition mutants and masterminds but with a dc skin on it
1: oh that's really cool
0: yeah, and like there were two whole books of just stat blocks for established DC characters.
1: That's really neat.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. I've not gotten a chance. I've not actually gotten a chance to play third edition, though. It looks a bit streamlined compared to second. Um, they got rid of uh, ability scores. Mm-hmm. Basically, it was one of the th- one of the changes that they made. So it's just the um, your score is your modifier now.
1: I gotcha I gotcha
0: um, did the usual combine some skills and 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 saves and stuff like that and yeah a- added a couple of abilities i think there's like eight yeah eight abilities in in third edition mutants and masterminds um but yeah, uh superheroes a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, it was a really good system. I really appreciated that it had this sort of, like, strengths and flaws kind of deal, where you could, like, spend points on, like, good abilities, and then it, like, if I remember correctly, if you took flaws, it would, like, give you points back, or something like that.
2: Yep. So you had to kind of,
1: like, balance it.
0: Or if you wanted to have... um if you wanted to apply limits to a power that you had, that it your character had, less. then, it, yeah, it would cost less.
1: Which I um, really, really liked that system. Just the and concept it of it.
0: Yeah, and it didn't really have a leveling system built into it, which was really led itself more to uh, story building than um, the focus on advancement that I think a lot of uh, other tabletop games tend to fall into.
1: And to be um, fair, that's probably actually why it's um, not as popular as some other tabletop games, because yep. there's a certain demographic of players that, like, that's what they enjoy, is the min-maxing and the leveling and the mechanics and all of that.
0: Yep. Adding more abilities. And there is there is a, a, a way of doing that built into the game to a point. Mm-hmm. Um, the the game master has the option of awarding um, awarding the points that you... Get at character creation during the course of the story.
3: Gotcha.
2: Um, but so yeah, there is there's a means to advancing
0: your characters if that's what you're into. I've never actually played that way though. It was always, I mean, it was usually one shot campaigns anyway.
1: I like, honestly don't remember a lot about the. I, I I've I know there were a couple of different characters that I played. I couldn't tell you how many campaigns or how many sessions we actually ran cuz I honestly don't remember.
0: Right. And I mean man, it's funny. The idea of long-term campaigns was kind of foreign to me for a while just because of the nature of the groups that I got together with. Mm. Um particularly the one that the group that we started out with has always kind of been uh when people are available, Rarely, It was rarely a consistent thing. It still is rarely a consistent thing.
1: And I want to say, like, I could be remembering completely wrong, but I want to say it was more built around the fun of just playing the game rather than there being some sort of like a cohesive story. Which I think is probably why I don't remember it as well as I would have liked to.
0: Especially with mutants and masterminds, because it was so simple to just throw together, and it was often the one we fell back to when we had like new players who never done tabletop before. Because you know D anD D, you've got what seven different die that you might use any given session, depending on um a number of different factors. Um, Right,
1: and back then it was three point five was the edition everybody was using, so it was still a fairly complex system back in the day.
0: Right. Um, But yeah, and so, uh, or again, because we didn't always know if we were going to be able to keep meeting, it was fun to be able to sit down, we're going to make some superheroes, we're going to fight some villains, and that's going to be our night. And it was, I mean, it's always a blast to be able to punch out a villain mid-monologue. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it is.
2: Ah,
0: that was... And the look on the game master's face when that happened, when it was just like the, the player's just like, I'm gonna I'm gonna punch her.
4: <laughs>
0: oh, okay, rolled it like literally mid sentence, the game master's going through this monologue that this villain is giving and the player's just like I put I'm gonna punch her and he did, like right into right into orbit or something like that. It was that's
1: fantastic.
0: <laughs> it was
2: an impressive punch. <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, so, I think we've, we have we kind of touched on, um, well no, I
0: guess we didn't, we, um, but, so, what, what drew you to tabletop RPGs? I'm
1: gonna be honest with you, that was what everybody that I was friends with at the time was into. And they were, like, trying to get me to come play with them because I thought <laughs> I would enjoy it. Like, that's literally it.
0: Yeah um i think uh i think i followed you to one of the sessions and that was that was my first exposure to it um and i guess what kept me around was um the story building element of it combined with i mean i just i like playing games um board games i that's something i enjoy and so kind of marrying my uh my love of, of stories and telling stories, I, I like to write and combining that with playing a game and not always knowing the outcome was a lot of fun for me
1: I'm going to be honest with you, um, again that's what brought me back to it honestly, mm. in the last few years Right is that sort of like communal storytelling aspect mm-hmm. and that's kind of what really gave me the push to want to try DMing with this, um, this game that we've been running um, with, yes. with the family
0: that's, that's why I always, I always have that thought in the back of my mind, like, it'd be really fun to run a game, but I'm always, it's always been a little intimidating because I'm not the most uh, put together, <laughs> not the best at planning ahead, so.
1: Oh, I'm not either. Like, a lot of what ends up happening is kind of improv because I, I don't want to, like, box you guys in or railroad you or anything like that. So I try to just write out like a rough outline of what I want to happen or like what characters are you going to run into and stuff like that. And sometimes I don't even write it down. I just kind of have it floating in my head. And hmm. then when it happens, like I just kind of spit out whatever comes to mind right there in the moment.
0: Well, um, I'm going to be honest with you. I've not noticed. Oh, good. Like I, I can't tell that. Uh, mo- that I can't tell what's off the cuff, what's off the cuff and what isn't
1: the entire scene where you guys were talking to the um the pack of wolves i did not anticipate that being a thing at all the wolves were not characters That's they were set dressing
0: i'm going to i'm going to tell you something though never underestimate a druid's ability to make friends with wolves <laughs> cuz i've seen it happen in two different campaigns now <laughs> <laughs> like it literally happened tuesday night with the the group on the the biweekly group biweekly i don't know every we we meet every other week yeah, on tuesdays yeah biweekly i anyway um <laughs> yeah our our true we were we were uh, escorting this caravan of 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 wagons and these this just pack of uh goblins riding wolves started charging out of the trees at us and so we're fighting, and the druid decides that, that what she's going to do is gonna, she's going to wild shape into a wolf. She's going to take down, she's going to find and take down the, the, the biggest, meanest wolf in that pack. And then she was going to turn the rest of the wolves on the goblins.
3: That's and it correct.
2: worked.
3: <laughs> that is fantastic.
2: I've also noticed a lot of druids tend
0: to be pacifists. Which is,
1: well, it's it's kind of built into the class more. Or yeah,
0: like. yeah, the the more concern with nature than the affairs of of people. Mm-hmm. I guess it makes sense, but it's it's funny because I've I've played in a session where there was a druid who specifically was like his whole character thing was he was a he was a pacifist and. Often tried to non the end fights that he wasn't necessarily even a part of. <laughs> um,
1: well, Risa, Risa, I think, is a little bit different because um, her thing is less that she doesn't want to fight and more that I keep throwing, like, natural enemies at you guys. Oh, yeah. Which yeah, is, uh, is something do that it. I've not really been thinking about, and I need to think about that more is that <clears> that's going to become an issue for her having to fight, like, animals and plant creatures all the time.
0: And, you know, what's funny is that I might be a little, my character might be a little more reluctant to fight um, sentient creatures. Right. Not that, I mean, he won't avoid a fight if it's going to happen, but I definitely see my character being more on the diplomatic end of things.
1: It's, it's a very interesting group that we have. I'm I'm having to do oh, yes. some juggling to to like keep everybody <laughs> interested, not to keep the players interested, specifically to right. keep the characters interested on the story that I'm that I'm putting together.
0: Yeah, and I think I think part of that th- that's part of the reason why I went with paladin as my class because and a lawful good paladin at that because it's a little bit easier to justify. Um, he he. He's kind of just going along with whatever because it seems like the right thing to do at the time, and I figured that you know with a with a group that's mostly less experienced players that that's I figured that would be helpful. Um, and then I ended up almost driving away one of the player characters because <laughs> uh, backstory got in the way.
1: That was that was a really fun exchange though, and I'm actually very I'm very glad that it happened.
0: Yeah, that was we we um the druid was as I'd mentioned we had a fairly reluctant druid to get involved in other people's business and um my paladin is not the um doesn't have the cleanest history prior to becoming a paladin or a paladin in training as as it is at lower levels. Um, And so he, the druid doesn't like him, does not trust him, and he was the one kind of leading the, uh, gathering the group together for our first, uh, our first adventure, and it almost fell apart before it started.
1: The funny part was, um, you guys had gathered in the square, like, none of you, like, really knew each other. Gathered Mm -hmm. in the square and there was the lady that was like screaming and crying at the guard and she just walks away. She's like, yeah, I'm not interested. I'm walking away. (laughs) And I was like, oh, I didn't expect that to happen. Now I have to figure out a way to get her back involved in the story. Yeah, that was another thing that was improv was uh, having um, the uh, dustpaw send you guys to the the temple that was specifically Mm -hmm. crafted on the spot to get her back in the group
0: yeah uh, and that, that that i think i kind of figured was was that because i mean we had a we had a player character who kind of just abandoned the plot hook <laughs> um
1: it made perfect sense for her character though to be like yeah, i don't want to no, get involved and, in this i want to i want to lay low
0: and that's the thing is that that that's She's done a very good job Of playing her character And doing things, having character based Reasons for all of her actions Which is not the easiest thing in the world To do even for a veteran player um, To be making Character based decisions Rather than game based decisions
1: I've been very pleased with how Because our, our group Is It's interesting because it's a yeah. family group right. um, I'm, I offered to Actually DM the game um, and then there's Jax, my husband, who is, uh, he's a, a, I wouldn't exactly call him a veteran player, but he knows what he's doing. He's played D&D extensively right. before, and he's DM'd a lot in the past. Um, so he's playing uh, a wizard. He's
0: a good DM, too. I've actually played mm-hmm. one of his one-shots.
1: Yeah, I love I love playing his games, but I wanted to give him an opportunity to actually play. <laughs>
0: yes. Yes, that's definitely a problem that people who tend to do a lot of DMing run into is not getting to play as much. Right. Um, so yeah, he's... Sorry, I did not mean to distract. He's playing yeah, a wizard.
1: Fine. Yeah, he's playing a wizard. Um, You're playing uh, a paladin. Mm-hmm. And then our, our mom is playing a ranger. She's never played before. This is her first game. And then... Um, um, Marisa... We actually
0: had to talk her into letting us play... At the be when we first started playing D and D, that was kind of uh, we we had to convince her that it, it was okay. It wasn't demonic. She yeah, grew yeah. up she grew up in the eighties when there was that whole um uh I don't remember the word there was there was there was kind of a, a panic I guess a moral panic around D and D satanic D&D.
1: panic I think is the term yes for. yes yes
0: yeah yeah. Uh, satanic Panic around you So it it's this has been an interesting, um, just been an
1: interesting turnaround.
0: Yeah, and it's it's fun because you know we get to enjoy do something we enjoy with with our mom and
1: who is so nerdy. She is so, is. so she nerdy. Is. Yep. Like I think a lot of what has has helped us convince her to to do this is that she enjoys playing video games, specifically like MMOs and stuff.
0: Yeah, she, um, I don't know if she ever got around to it, but she came really close to 100% completing, uh, Oblivion.
3: Oh, wow, really?
0: Yeah, like, she'd completed the main story, and she was in the process of, like, knocking out a whole bunch of the, uh, the side quests. I don't remember if she actually finished all of them, but she had a good majority of them before she, uh, moved on to Skyrim. Oh, wow. And Skyrim, I know she finished the, she didn't get as much cleared in Skyrim, but she did finish the main story.
1: Well, I think just as she was finishing up, Skyrim was when we actually got her involved in Final Fantasy XIV.
0: Something like that. And she also, um, she had also been playing uh, ESO, right, Elder right. Scrolls Online, for a little while, too. But yeah, we got her into that, and now we've got her into this, and it's, it's been great.
1: Yeah, so we have two fairly veteran players, and then we've got three brand new players that have never played before. Mm-hmm. And I've been really impressed with how quickly the three newbies have just, like, jumped in feet first and and really kind of embraced and tackled this whole, like, getting into character thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, no. And, and you know, sometimes sometimes they don't quite make the full in character and that's that's fine they're they're at least making the effort and that's always nice to see Mm
1: -hmm. i think one of my favorite moments was the last session that we did um that whole thing came up with uh the temple of sarenrae and all of that Mm -hmm. and ma like that look on her face when she just like shut down the conversation is like nope everything's fine i don't really want to talk about it (laughs) (laughs) i was i was very impressed
0: yeah, that was, that was, oh, that 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 whole, for being a kind of thrown together at the last minute, we didn't know if we were meeting, so it was all kind of just filler session. It was a lot of fun, and we got to do a lot of, uh, a lot of cool things, I think.
1: It ended up being a lot more involved than I was counting on it being, and you guys are still not finished with, mm. with what I had set up for you guys for that, like, quote-unquote filler session.
0: Right. Um, yeah. And I mean, it didn't feel like a filler session, for yeah. the record. And I only used that word because that was something that you had, you had called it previously.
2: Um,
1: well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, there's not really any like plot development or anything going on. And I, I basically, like, because we're, we're working off of the uh, Tal'Dorei campaign guide. Um, so our campaign is actually set in the, uh, the Critical Role universe, which is really yes. cool.
0: And that's, um, I'll come back to, I've got a question regarding that later um but i'll let you finish your thought
1: (laughs) but so like when i realized that we were going to be meeting like really short notice and i didn't have the next adventure like ready to go yet i basically like flipped through the book and found some really short basic um little like story hooks that were in there for the area you guys were in and decided to just use those
2: okay that's cool yeah and um I think (laughs) we we got to
0: the the fight we ended up in that session was a lot of fun
1: you guys got really lucky
0: yes yes I that I'm aware of but
1: (laughs) (laughs) like that's on me for not realizing that you guys were technically not ready for that fight but I think even without the cleric that I had go with you you guys would have been fine because you guys got really really lucky.
0: Yeah, and I mean, you know, that's that's your your job as a DM to be able to. Um, I'm I'm sure if th- if we hadn't gotten that lucky that you would have been able to uh keep us too much out of harm's way.
1: Oh, Pike was going to come in and rescue you if you got if you all wiped.
0: Okay. Well, that's good. And, and I was
1: getting... prepared for that cuz I was I was nervous about it, but I didn't realize cuz I'd <sighs> I have this really bad habit sometimes of when I throw monsters at you, I don't look at all of the abilities and take into account, like, everything that could go wrong. So I realized, if you guys had gone and, like, gone after that banshee at night, her initial scream would have done a crap ton of damage. Like, she would have wiped the party. Oof.
0: But it all worked out. It all worked out. And, and you know, you learned something from the experience as well.
1: Yes, I did.
3: Um,
1: Challenge rating is not
3: always the only thing to look at.
2: Yeah.
0: Yep. Um, And uh, what is it? Action economy is is another thing to look at.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, figuring out, like, what abilities the monster has and how much damage they could potentially inflict, and making sure that you guys can actually withstand that,
2: yeah um,
1: especially considering you guys technically don't have a healer in the party
0: this is true we have we have a couple of off healers
2: and that's that's about it
3: mm-hmm.
2: but um once once we hit level two. I'll be a little bit better at that.
3: I mean you guys are at level two. Oh, are we? Yeah. Okay.
1: Like I'd you're forgotten. you guys hit level two and your HP instantly doubled and that alone is yeah. like
0: This is this is true. But no, I, I have, I've I've as as a paladin I've got some healing spells that I can that I can
2: use so that's, that's good. yeah um so
0: on that on that note um mm-hmm. what is what is one of your favorite characters that you've played
1: favorite characters that I've played oh gosh um <clears throat> trying to remember the characters that I have played I don't remember the very <laughs> first character that I played because we played a uh, swashbuckling campaign because per mom no magic allowed um so all of the characters were kind of generic by um by virtue of of just that fact so i don't actually remember much about my character uh i think i think the the character that i my favorite character that i've played would probably have to be the dragonborn druid Ooh. She was a lot of fun. I somehow convinced the DM to let me play a dragonborn who was a druid, huh. so that was fun.
0: This is three point five.
1: This was fifth. This was my first uh, oh, fifth edition shit. game. Okay.
0: Okay, that's. I've 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 loved uh, the dragonborn race since I first read. Um the Draconomicon 3. was it 3.5 or 3.0 supplement I don't remember which one but it was I've just loved the whole the whole idea of the race has been a lot of fun so anytime I can manage to play a Dragonborn I I usually do
1: I think the next time I play um, a, a, like actually play as a character I'm going to play a Tabaxi I'm not familiar
2: with that one. What's that one?
1: They're cat people.
2: Oh, okay. That's, yeah. Um, <laughs>
0: uh, I think my favorite character is
2: either the one I'm playing in your campaign. And I'm not just saying that. Like I said, uh,
0: um, Dragonborn, and then one of the...
1: One of the most interesting paladin backgrounds I think I've ever seen.
0: Yes, yes. He um he grew up with in a uh, uh, a crime syndicate, basically. Um, got somebody got someone c- killed. Um, that he like a friend of his outside of that that world got them accidentally involved in his mess and got them killed, and so he ran off to join a a paladin paladin order as a means of redemption.
1: And what is his current mission?
0: Um he is hunting a dragonborn paladin of uh, Tiamat. Fun. Yes. He ha he's in way over his head and I don't know if he realizes it but he's a little lost.
1: I'm sure he'll realize it eventually.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I, I fully expect um his first encounter with that paladin to not go well.
1: I can't but really it's... comment one way or the other. No, no, I, I
0: realize that. I'm I'm excited. I'm I'm looking forward to to everything starting to come to a head. Um so it's either him, because I, I also just really enjoy paladins. Um in fact the first I played two different second edition campaigns while I was in college um one better than the other and the one I enjoyed more um I
2: played a paladin and I just it, that's that's it's weird because if you look at
0: well no I guess it's just final fantasy it's just final fantasy I don't play that sword and board type for some reason I've got well no See, I'm a dragoon because dragons.
1: <laughs> <laughs> See, uh, that's that's actually that's Jax's um, typically his favorite class to play is your your standard sword and board.
0: Right, and that I'm drawn to that in a lot of cases as well. But there's it, a couple of times recently actually, because um, again with Final Fantasy I wasn't with. Um, uh, I recently actually have managed to get into Skyrim. I've been playing that a little bit, because for some reason, like the first couple of times I tried playing it, I would stall out. I just didn't enjoy it. And I would go for either big two handed weapons or sword and board or dual wielding and just the usual styles of play. I usually play as and I just couldn't get into it. And then
4: Mm.
0: um, and this is actually segueing into the other option for favorite character I've played was um, the character I'm playing in Skyrim now is kind of. uh, summoning and destruction magic very similar to like a warlock type character and i played a my first my first game in fifth edition was i played a warlock
4: Mm. i've
1: always always wanted to get into like the the really heavy like spell casting classes Mm. but they're a little bit intimidating
0: yeah and I remember I've looked I've looked at third edition Warlock a couple of times when I was building characters and just something about it didn't appeal to me, but then fifth edition came around and it just I don't know, something about it just kind of clicked and it's definitely more accessible of a caster class than a lot of the other ones in fifth mm-hmm. edition because you don't your spells reset on a short rest. Right. And um really your main spell casting ability is actually a cantrip. The ba- gotcha. the the class is pretty much based around the best cantrip in the best damage cantrip in the game. That it's uh d10 of damage Oof. on an attack roll, yeah.
4: Oof.
0: Yeah. As opposed to like most all the other ones are like d8 this one's D10. Yeah, and
4: that's you get some
2: Yeah.
0: Especially um, there's an ability that you can choose with the warlock around second or third level. Um I say you can choose. You'd have to be a pretty um non-combat focused warlock to not go with it. But it's an ability that lets you add your uh
2: charisma bonus Ooh. to damage, yeah. Yeah. Um, but it I,
0: I'm not really sure what it is but I keep coming back to character ideas and builds using Warlock with 5th with edition it's just the I'm, I'm not really sure what it is it's just I like the
2: idea of I think it's the getting getting their abilities from something
4: else mm-hmm
0: like they're they're kind of uh beholden to another entity, whether they like it or not,
3: right, right
1: As opposed to the wizard who has to like learn all of their spells and sorcerers who just know all of their spells
0: right, and a little bit different from you know the cleric is I mean they've got their their deity's blessing,
3: mm-hmm. but
0: it that's that's a uh hundred percent that's a mutual. Agreement going on there, right? Whereas the warlock, it's it's a little more up in the air. The relationship's a little bit less black and white, and it 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 adds a I, th- I think it just adds a fun dynamic to the character.
3: Yeah, yeah. Um. So, would you say that that's probably your favorite class in uh, in D anD D?
0: I think it it's either warlock or paladin and it's somewhere between the two because I always I always end up drawn back to both of those archetypes depending on what
2: I want to do.
4: Hmm.
2: So but Yeah. What about you? What
0: was your favorite class?
1: That's an interesting question. Um I'm I really am uh drawn quite a bit to the the aesthetic of the druid and just the way the whole class functions. Right. Um, but I think Ranger is probably my favorite. I like being able to stay out of the way and shoot things, and Ah, they get dual-wielding, and...
2: Right, yeah. Oh, Ranger's Rangers, a lot of fun. Mm -hmm.
1: That's usually what I end up playing in, like, MMOs and stuff, is I'll either go for, like, the, the elemental caster, or a ranger.
4: <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh... And it's funny how in 5th edition, the rangers can actually hold their own in combat pretty well.
1: Yeah, they made a lot of adjustments to the both the ranger and the rogue, actually. Rogues right. are pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, no, we've got... <laughs> the other campaign that I run is... Uh, or not... I don't run it. I in run in is the the phrase i meant to say um <laughs> but they we've got we have a we have there's like eight of us it's a it's a large party
3: oh, wow
0: yeah i i don't envy our but he he's really good and enjoys off the cuff so um but our ranger and our rogue have a tendency to sneak around together and do awesome mischief when the rest of us are kind of it's it's another party that's a lot of new players Uh. so some of them are a little more a little more passive i guess Mm -hmm. i mean they they absolutely contribute to the story and to the 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 campaign but there's probably three or four of us that are a little more a little more active right and i'll admit that my character's gotten a little more active recently
3: but.
1: There's also, um, I think, a little bit of a a, a dynamic thing in the beginning. Like, mm-hmm. you know, players aren't necessarily comfortable with the group starting out. They kind of have to get warmed up right. before they're comfortable, like, jumping out and doing stuff. To yeah. Taking the initiative.
0: Yeah. Um, but our, our ranger's always been very, uh, very, very forward, and I don't remember if he's played before. He may have, but it's, his character is, is very, very forward, very aggressive and has kind of become the, the de facto leader of the group, but some of the things that he's able to do, especially, um, he likes to, uh, he likes to, he's got an ability that I guess hampers move on a failed save Uh. at range. He likes to do that one he likes to uh i think he's got the the ranger ability that lets him do extra damage to an already wounded enemy
3: that's nice
2: yeah yeah we it's we've got a we've got a good group as far as
0: working together in combat um it's a sorcerer a monk a rogue a ranger. Paladin, a Cleric, and a Druid. I guess there's only seven of us. No, we've got a Barbarian.
3: That's quite spread.
0: Yeah, no, we've... it's We have a... a Yeah. Although I think our our Half-Orc Barbarian may have dropped out of the session, out of the campaign for a little while. Mm. Because we've actually... His character actually got pulled out of the party for a while. Ah, yeah. So... Yeah, because usually, like, I missed about a month of sessions just because of various things I had going on in my life. But my character still stuck around
4: mm-hmm.
0: uh, for the most part. So I don't know if he's just—he may just be off for a, the, a while, and we knew in advance. But <sighs> now I'm the only frontline character. Oh. Although our cleric has a higher armor class than I do.
1: Clerics are, uh, clerics are beefy little things in in D&D. They are.
2: Although I think the difference in our AC is that
3: he's not.
1: That last thing that you said uh, didn't come through.
2: Oh, oh, I
0: think the the difference in the AC between me and the cleric is that uh, he's using a shield I'm not.
1: Ah,
3: yeah.
0: Yeah. That'll do it. That's okay because I've got a ten foot reach.
2: So <laughs> <sighs> I love pole arms. <sighs> Let's see. So, of all of the well,
0: of the of the systems you've used, which is which has been your favorite so far?
1: Um, fifth edition.
0: Yeah, I, I'm I'm gonna agree with you there.
1: It's, it's uh, much more streamlined than, um, mm-hmm. than D&D has ever been. It's a lot more accessible, I think. Mm-hmm.
0: Without falling into the, the main criticism I've heard about 4th, which I've not actually played, so take what I say with a grain of salt, this is just things I've read, but 4th felt a little too similar.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like the difference between classes was flavor rather than function.
1: Which is never good. No. I mean, you, you want to make it so that, for the most part, any, like, party composition you have is is going to be viable, but you don't want to make it so right. that, like, all of the classes are really just the same.
0: Unlike, because I think 3.0 especially was specifically built around the idea of a wizard, a fighter, a cleric, a rogue. Gotcha, like that. so
1: like your classic, Everything. like, Final Fantasy setup. Yep. Yeah.
0: Like every the challenge rating, all of that was built around the concept of your main part, your party being these four classes.
1: Gotcha. Now, the challenge rating in fifth edition is still kind of built around the system of a four person party, but I think it's a little less specific. It's more like a challenge rating one um, creature is supposed to be like equal to like a a party of four like level one characters
2: yeah something like that yeah um but yeah i like i like fifth edition a lot more because it's
0: again it's streamlined and i like the fact that character backstory matters yes in a mechanical sense
1: yes that made me very happy
0: yeah, the whole the whole background system. As soon as I saw that chapter when I was first reading the book, it was like, yes, this is this is amazing. I like this idea. I've always liked more story heavy campaigns, but I've never I've not always gotten a chance to play in them because a lot of the groups I play with Murder Hobos more fun.
1: It also um, this goes back to it being more accessible. It also helps, especially with players that don't have the um don't necessarily have the ability of of coming up with those backgrounds very easily. Yes. Cuz it it kind of gives you like a starting point. Right. Yeah.
2: And, you know, between that and um just
0: and actually having not one of, one of the trickiest parts about character creation for three five was um, starting equipment, mm-hmm.
4: yeah.
0: And that was it's here. Here's a bunch of money. Buy whatever you think you need. Whereas fifth edition, it's like okay, so you can do that,
4: but, or
2: or you can here have this or this, this or this, and this, and that's mm-hmm. that's what you start with. Which often ends up being more than what you would
0: be able to get through the the just buying whatever.
1: Right, which, I don't know, that that system, like, buying stuff, doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to me. Um, because, like, they're assuming that your character is, like, just now saying, Hey, I've saved up a little bit of money, I want to go adventuring, let me just go buy a whole bunch of equipment. Right. Where the majority of like backgrounds and stuff like that um, don't work that way, like you've you've been doing whatever it is that you've been doing for a while. you just haven't actually done anything that that gives you the experience you need to actually get better
2: right you've
0: you've not had any heroic experience outside of yeah, maybe the folk hero, but not not enough to be. And I think it's kind of implied that the folk hero maybe didn't do what it is he's been renowned for doing, <laughs> or that the story got blown out of proportion. I think <laughs> I think is is an explanation I've seen for that background.
1: That's interesting. I wonder if that's uh, what they used for Terry in in Critical Role. <laughs> uh. But yeah, and and. There's also the whole thing of like like if you start a character that's already like level 5, like if you're doing a one shot or something like that. And you still like you roll the same gold. Yeah. So then you've got like crappy equipment. I don't know. Right. I feel like I like I feel like 5th edition um leaves like it's still fairly mechanics heavy, but it leaves a lot more flexibility mm-hmm. for like storytelling and 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 stuff like that
0: yep yeah and well i like i to 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 a degree i like the fact that you know three five had a rule for almost anything Mm -hmm. like there was there was literal mechanics to if you want to see how far you can jump roll your jump stat and uh or your jump skill and that'll tell you how far you you get right and you could actually, somebody had done the math and figured out that uh, up through up to up through level five,
3: mm-hmm.
0: you're still in the realm of realism as far as what your characters are capable of accomplishing. Gotcha. Because um, they found out that you know a natural twenty on uh, jumping for distance. At level five, with trained in jump or you know max max skill points in jump, is right in the ballpark of the current uh, Olympic long jump jump world record. Gotcha. So, which on the one hand I liked the fact that there was a lot of depth to the mechanics of three five. And there were a lot of ways to break 3-5, which could be fun in the right campaign, but I also appreciate that there's more flexibility in 5,
1: well, and, also, and when, you, when you don't you have focus... to worry about
0: knowing all these rules.
1: Right. And also, when you focus on, on stuff like that, it starts to, like, bog down the game.
2: Mm. Yes. Yes. Like, which... hold on
1: everybody, let me break out the calculator and do a whole bunch of math.
0: So you end up with, you know, fights that last two hours.
3: Uh, <sighs> I'm
1: sensing there's a backstory to that.
0: Um, it's well, mostly I'm, I'm just thinking the fact that fifth edition is already like my other group. There's there's seven or eight of us on any given night.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Combat takes a while. Yeah. And that's with fifth edition. It's gotten to the point that our our DM is, is happened to different ways of making sure everyone stays engaged and is already thinking about what they want to do before their turn comes around. So you don't have people thinking like, Oh, it's my turn. Um, Okay. uh, Well, which enemy is that one? Which enemy is that one? Um, uh, Okay. Well, let me, let me look at my spells and abilities and, and, um, Oh, I could probably do this with that guy. What was that guy again?
1: Yeesh. Yeah. Let me, um, there's, there were actually, um, in the Tal'Dowari campaign guide, there's a section on, like, handling large groups, especially with battles and stuff. Because um,
0: they have experience with that firsthand.
1: Yeah, yeah. So let me, let me take some, some pictures of that and send those to you, because that might be helpful for you okay. guys.
0: Okay. Yeah, um, last, or this past, this past Tuesday, what we end what he ended up doing was, um, Basically, drawing names out of a hat for every uh every round,
1: oh, well, that certainly keeps people on their toes,
0: yeah, so there wasn't really an initiative and um so like he would pull names out until he got to everyone who had acted in combat. Mm. everyone goes back into the bag for the next round, start pulling names
1: that kind of removes a little bit of the tactical element though
0: a little bit, and it was it was a little uh.
1: Of course tactical element isn't really a thing if you're if your players aren't actively engaged and and this is true trying to make use this of it This is that. true
0: Yeah and it's it's it can be hard to get engaged when there's you know seven other people plus bad guys who all have to act between you acting and in one turn and then in the next and
2: it can be hard to stay engaged
4: mm.
2: But yeah, I mean, we, we made it through and it was a little bit faster
0: than it would have been, but it was still a little... Uh, I think even even those of us who tend to plan out our moves ahead, um, we were caught a little off guard sometimes when our name would come up and we were, still weren't sure what we wanted to do. Right. <sighs> but that was also the fight that I learned how much fun mounted combat can be. <laughs> Because um, I we we all reached uh, fifth level, and apparently they had a hard time getting through plot while I was gone. Like n- almost nothing happened between when I the last session I was at and this one.
4: Oh, and I'm
0: I'm not saying that that's because I wasn't there. The DM kind of implied that maybe it was, <laughs> but no. So I finally got to because um, one of the at fifth level in fifth edition, are your, um, your half casters,
4: mm-hmm.
0: um, Ranger, and, and Paladin get their second level spells. Right. And that's one of the Paladin spells. That set, one of the second level Paladin spells is Find Steed. They took an entire um, class feature from Paladins and made it a spell. Although I think they did that with Wizards too. Because I think familiar is a spell now.
1: Yeah, find familiar is a spell. That's actually what um, Jax had used um, during the Banshee fight. That's where the owl came from.
0: So, he doesn't keep his familiar around. I didn't catch that. that that's what that was.
1: Yeah, it goes into a pocket dimension.
0: Yeah, and yeah. he has got to, he's, He casts the spell again to bring it back.
1: Uh, right? te- no, technically no. Um, what it is, oh. is you cast it to summon the familiar, and it has hit points. Uh-huh. So if it ever, right. like dies it doesn't actually like die it goes to the pocket dimension but then you do have to spend the com- components to um cast a spell and resummon it but while okay. the spell is active he can like i think it's like a bonus action or something like that or a free action he oh. can dismiss it and recall it from the pocket dimension it will
0: okay i don't think i can do that i don't think you can do that with the fine steed spell i think it it sticks around you can dismiss it but i think you have to summon it again with the full spell
1: oh well, um, and again if it dies a steed is a little bit different from like a little animal. This is fair. <laughs>
0: um and I actually I I still have to look up and make sure that I wasn't cheesing the
2: rules or anything. Um but it seemed like the steed has its own movement and action and then I have mine.
0: And we act on the because it's uh we act on the same initiative.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: So I've got this war horse with a sixty foot sixty foot speed. Mm-hmm. And then it can because it's it's mounted, it doesn't get its own actions, but it can dodge, disengage, or um dash. Um and initially what I'd done was I moved into combat, had the horse use the dodge action. And then I would make my attacks. Right. And then the horse was taking too much damage because it was getting swarmed by three or four enemies at once. So what I ended up doing is just having the horse use the dash action and be running 120 feet across the battlefield and taking my hits in the middle, so like basically jousting That's these kind these of goblin awesome. wolves. And I didn't always land hits, but it was I was it was giving me the ability to move around the battlefield and because it was a little bit spread out because you got eight people. um, But it was, it was giving me some options for where I could be and what I could, what I could be fighting. Um, And I, again, I've got to double check and make sure that the horse does get the, the full move and act on top of my actions.
1: But I'm looking at the spell right now and it doesn't actually specify.
0: Right. I was looking at mounted combat.
1: Oh, I gotcha. It's a separate, separate mechanic. Okay.
0: Yeah. I was looking at the mounted combat mechanics because I figured that that's what that falls
2: under. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and so that's, I mean, it makes, it makes sense to me that that would be how it
1: works. Well, cause you're two separate entities and you're not, I think it right. depends on whether they, they count, like, you telling the horse to do something as an action. Because I know that's how the um, the ranger pet works. Right, is yeah. You have to, like, use your movement turn, like, on your turn to move your pet. It's basically like you telling them where to go. Right. But I think it's a little bit different if you're actually mounted on it.
2: Yeah.
0: Um and i know I know there's there's a line in the find steed that um because normally intelligent mounts do their own thing on their own. Mm. you don't control them but there's a there's a specific line about you and your mount fight as a cohesive unit
2: um
1: well, the spell specifies that if the steed that you summon has an intelligence of 5 or less, then it becomes 6, so it technically
3: becomes an intelligent creature.
2: Right. But, like, intel, yeah, it's... I, I Again, I've got to do
0: some research to make sure I was using it properly. It didn't seem too broken.
1: Well, if the DM allowed you to do it and didn't say, yes. "Hey, hold on, that doesn't sound right," then I wouldn't worry about it.
0: Right, and and I read out the the rules that I was interpreting to be able to do what I was doing to make sure that he knew where my where I was getting this. Oh, we're gonna the the horse is gonna dash and we're gonna run across the field and I'm gonna like I made sure that okay, this is this is what the rules say and this is how I'm interpreting it. So this is what I'm gonna do, mm-hmm. and he let me do it. So.
1: Yeah, I mean that's that's really kind of like the end all of the rules is if the DM lets you do it, then that's what the rules of your specific game session are. Yeah,
2: yeah. But yeah, no, it, it was it was a lot of fun to be
0: able to have that uh, that kind of versatility in a pretty typically pretty static class. As far as fighting goes.
1: Is that something that I'm going to have to expect from your character later on?
0: Um, maybe. I
1: mean, it is a second level spell, which you don't get for a few levels yet.
0: Right, like I said, level 5 is when that kicks in. Um,
2: and it's, I mean having
0: having one character with a mount and nobody else having that mode of transportation.
1: Well, it only lasts for 10 minutes. Wait, no, no the cast time,
0: is 10, time is 10 minutes. The horse stays as long as it's alive or until I disappear.
1: Okay, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. So as as far as you I mean it, it seems like in that sort of a situation where nobody else actually has a steed, it would be more of a Either I'm going to use it as a as a pack animal while we're traveling, or I'm only going to use it in combat kind of thing. Yeah. And it does have a 10 minute cast time too, so yeah, it's not yeah, like oh, I've was... got to whip out my horse real quick.
0: Yeah. No. It would, and it would, it would definitely be something that would have to be done either ideally at the end of a day if you've still got a second level slot or at the beginning of a day so that you know you've got it if you need it
4: right.
0: um but yeah i mean it's it's i think it's mostly a uh character question for me as far as
1: whether or not is... you would have one yeah I and like to, i like to stay ahead of like what what you guys are thinking of taking as far as like spells and and abilities and stuff like yeah. that, just so that I know kind of what to plan for.
2: Yeah, um, I think be
0: be be ready because I think Zone of Truth is going to be one of the uh, the second level spells I keep in my back pocket most of the time.
1: Zone of Truth is a good one.
0: Yeah.
2: Um,
1: keep in mind, though. Um, Because this is important, is they can't lie if they they fail the throw, but they don't have to answer you.
0: Right? No, absolutely. So you've got to be, you've got to be. You still have to be clever. It's not like a an end-all, be-all spell.
1: Right. Yeah, just something to keep in mind there. Yeah. No.
0: And I guess. It's easier because a paladin of vengeance is more likely to be like, so, got the zone of truth, so if you say anything, it's gotta be truthful, and I'm also going to make you answer me. Right. But I don't, I don't think you'll have to worry about that with uh, Trayton. he's a little... trying to be a, a better person.
1: Depending on what answers you're trying to get out of them, though, you might need to worry about that with uh, some of the other characters, though.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And then it's just a matter of um, how willing is... uh...
1: How willing is Triton to turn a blind eye and just let them do their thing?
2: (laughs) Yeah. That's... that's... Again, character questions I'll have to think about.
4: Mm
0: -hmm. Because... And I think part of the fun of playing like a paladin of vengeance is not having to, not having to worry about being the. Because a lot of, a lot of uh, pal, you know, the paladins
2: have a bad rep for probably, probably good reason. But, <laughs> all right. So. Talking about our. Our campaign. Is there any
0: any particular feedback that you're because I know you're you're always looking for.
1: I'm always looking for feedback on the campaign. Yeah.
2: Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything specific that I can think of.
3: Um, I guess specifically like. I don't know. I, it, is it enjoyable?
2: Yes. It, it's it
0: been a lot of fun. Definitely one of my uh, one of my favorite uh, campaigns that I've been a part of, and I'm looking forward to seeing where it goes.
1: So am I, because I have no clue. <laughs> like, I actually um, I do have some ideas for, like, epic level quests and stuff that you guys are going to be running into later on.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: It's just not really anything that I can kind of set up just yet, because you guys are still only level 2.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, we gotta gotta build up to that. Yeah, no, um... Is the pacing
1: okay so far? Yeah. I try try really hard not to, like, push you guys to, like, always be, like, moving forward, and there's no time to, like, stop and talk or do stuff or, or what have you. But I also don't want it to drag.
0: No, No, and I I think we've so far we've hit a pretty decent balance of um, of movement
2: and 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 downtime. And I think I mean most of most of the things I think I mean a lot of
0: a lot of a lot of things that that I'm thinking about is just the nature of running a level 1 onward campaign it's All just right. it's it's sometimes it takes a little bit to get to where you want to be as yeah. far as character as far as story i mean there's only so much you can do at level 1 level 2 yeah, so
1: yeah that's, I I'm think, not... been a lot of the hardest part for me is, like, I don't want you guys to just be fighting your stereotypical goblins, but there's not really right. a whole lot else at level one that you guys are going to be able to handle.
2: Yeah, and I think it's so often we think about, you know, the
0: the tropes and the stories that that D&D takes a lot of influence and inspiration from. And we want to do that from the very beginning, but you've got to realize that that's not... That's not always going to be... that That's that's not... You can't start there.
3: Right. It's got to be you like know? what you build to.
0: Yeah.
2: The hobbits have to make it debris before they can go to Mount
4: Doom.
3: Exactly. Was there
1: um, anything in, in particular that you were uh looking forward to seeing implemented um any like like specific activities that you wanted to do like particular uh-huh. types of monsters that you wanted to fight any locales that you wanted to visit
3: I'm not
2: i don't know i'm I'm not super familiar with the
0: the campaign world, so it's um. A lot of
2: this is 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 my first exposure to some of these places mm-hmm. um, and I'm not sure uh as far as as far as my character, I'm not sure if there's anywhere that anywhere or anything that he wants to go or do beyond his current mission.
3: Right.
1: Well, I'm I'm going to try to give you guys kind of like a variety of like different types of, uh, of adventures. Mm-hmm. So like the first adventure that you guys did was your fairly standard like get a quest from somebody in town and then like go out and fight a thing. And then yeah. You know, mystery solved, or what have you. Mm. Um, the next adventure that you guys are heading towards is going to be a little bit more um, social. Like, like social um, encounters and stuff like that. And uh, That'll be fun. A little bit more puzzle-heavy.
0: Ooh, that sounds like fun.
1: So I might, like, bounce back and forth a little bit with stuff like that. With the first few adventures mm-hmm. to kind of give you guys, especially because we have a lot of like newbies and stuff, yeah, kind of give you guys a feel for like what the different types of adventures are and then see what you guys prefer, so that I can yeah. kind of build the the rest of
3: the campaign and encounters and stuff around that
2: That'll be fun,
1: it's a lot more work though is the thing yeah, with the, yeah. the social encounters and stuff right, like that's what's hanging me up on getting this next adventure ready
0: well and then because you've got to be prepared for different responses and Mm -hmm. and how we're going to handle things and and that's going to be a lot of trial and error
1: have you ever played a campaign that that had a lot of like social encounters and puzzle like elements and stuff like that
0: um not puzzle elements there was one campaign i was in that was really kind of um story heavy that there was a lot of uh maybe not social encounters so much yeah no i
2: don't think i have okay so that'll be fun
1: well as far as like um rpgs and stuff go do you usually prefer games that have some sort of like a puzzle element to them
0: yes and I think that a lot of that has to do with growing up with um, uh, Legend of Zelda and yeah. and um, a lot of platformers. So puzzles are, I'm not always really good at them, but I do enjoy them. I'm trying to figure things out.
1: Well, without going too in depth into it and like spoiling or anything like that, this next dungeon <laughs> you guys are going, you guys are going to be doing an actual traditional dungeon, but it's going to be built a lot like your old, old school, like, Legend of Zelda labyrinth. I'm excited. And to save me some of the work, I have decided to make it a randomized dungeon.
0: Ooh, that'll be fun.
1: So we'll have, like, a list of different types of rooms, and every time you guys like walk into a room, I'll roll like a d20, and that'll tell me what you guys are walking into.
0: I'm gonna be honest, I, um... I haven't played a lot of games that involve a lot of dungeon diving.
1: Just I've played a couple, like some of the ones that I've that that Jax has DM'd. Mm-hmm. There have been some of those, like stereotypical, like we're gonna go into this old temple or into these old ruins and stuff like that. I wish like, I that's could remember, I remember the... the most about him
0: I wish I could remember the can the the game that he ran that I played, but. That was probably it was probably the first time I tried playing a uh, full caster type uh character.
1: Was that the um the bachelor party? Yes. Okay. That would be why I don't remember cuz I know that I was playing with a group that he was DMing for um and mm-hmm. we'd played a couple of different games, I think. Right. But I don't remember you actually being there for either of them.
0: No, I don't think we've ever actually played in the same session in a game that he ran, because the only time I've played in a game that he ran it was the bachelor party. Which is sad, because...
1: That is, that is a shame. I
0: enjoyed it. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, I couldn't very well be there for that.
0: Right. That kind of yeah.
1: defeats the purpose.
0: Yeah, no. It's, but it, it is a shame that we've not actually both been in a campaign that he's run. Um, I think the only really dungeon-heavy game that I can think of that I've been in was, um, it was a one-shot. I think it was. I think it was a uh, like a, a official module. We were going into a uh, a pyramid, I think. Mm-hmm. But I was playing a half-orc, lawful neutral, cleric of somebody. I don't remember. <laughs> cleric of death.
3: Ooh, interesting.
2: But Because my character was lawful neutral, I got some interesting choices as far as um, like healing spells and how I
0: interacted with undead and gotcha. I ended up draining the last of some guy's life after he was knocked on the ground by our wizard and whoopsie. No, like it was intentional. Like the character oh, deliberately gotcha, gotcha. walked over and just drained his life from him. I gotcha. <laughs> I threw in a I threw in a catchphrase that I don't remember. Like a one-liner or something, and everyone was just kind of like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> like it was it was one of the most fun character moments I've had. And it, it was just this one shot game, dungeon delving, but it was I I I would like to do dungeons in, in dungeons and dragons
1: well I mean it's right there in the title
0: it is but but it's funny how few campaigns I've been in that have involved either dungeons or dragons <laughs>
1: <sighs> well maybe I can remedy that a little bit
2: granted we're not ready for dragons <laughs> uh.
3: well we'll see I guess
2: benevolent dragons are, are okay.
3: But you wouldn't be fighting a benevolent dragon. Right. Which is well, your point.
2: Yeah. Well, I've not.
0: Man, I don't know if I've even encountered benevolent dragons in a campaign.
1: Maybe I should uh, look into incorporating that as well.
3: That
1: it is something fun. that exists in the, the setting that we're playing in. Right. Well,
0: that's good. I mean, we've got. You got Bahamut, you've kind of, kind of would be, Hmm. it'd be weird to have the, uh, a, a, a deity of good dragons
2: if there were no good dragons around.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so what I'm hearing is
1: dungeons and dragons. Yes. As the feedback. More dungeons, more dragons. (laughs)
0: More dungeons, more dragons. Um, I really enjoyed running into Pike. That was a lot of fun.
1: I'm I'm glad. I'm really glad that you guys enjoyed it so much.
0: Yeah, like the the different um, having those those nice references. Um, of course, uh, Gilmore's goods. Is that is that the
3: right name? Gilmore's Glorious Goods.
0: Gil- Gilmore's Glorious Goods. That was that was a fun nod. Again, I've I'm only part way through the first arc of um the first campaign on the critical role. But I like I since we're in that world, it's nice to have those anchoring points that are yeah, we're definitely in this world.
1: Right. And I'm trying really hard not to like make that focus at all right no absolutely because the story is about you guys yeah but I do kind of want to help like anchor you guys within the setting and make it feel more like yeah. it's like a a world that's that's kind of like still living after the fact
0: yes yeah it's like if we ever make it to um, <sighs> what is the name which one the name of the town that Jax's character is from Whitestone Whitestone.
1: You guys are going to uh, be going to Whitestone eventually. Okay, cool. Well, yeah. he will be going to Whitestone eventually. It's the question whether of whether party, you guys yeah. are going to go with him. Right. Which I will say, his character is the one that I've been having the most trouble keeping engaged. Really? For for reasons that are very specific to his character mm-hmm. and his circumstances and what's going on.
2: Gotcha. He's also,
0: like, the only character who's not a local. Right. For well, where we are in the campaign. Te-
1: technically, Zerilin's not really a local either. She's just kind of one around, right.
3: To...
0: right. And, I mean, my character grew up in that town. He was neither born there nor been living there recently, but... <sighs> Still. We all, like, half the party has some kind of some kind of background anchor tied to that area.
1: Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's been a lot of like trying to make sure that whatever comes up is interesting not only to the rest of the party, but also to him specifically. Yeah. And also trying to create situations where you guys can kind of like get to know each other better so that maybe he forms some connections within the party. Right. Because one of the biggest problems that I'm having right now is that none of the characters trust each other.
0: Yeah, that's 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 something we're going to have to get out on the table eventually, but mm-hmm. I'm I'm confident in the party's ability uh to role play and your ability to um direct the story that I think we're going to get it worked out.
1: Yeah, it's just a matter of getting there. Zerlin I
0: think
2: is the one I'm most worried about because there's since I don't know the backstory, I don't know what's going on, but that's that's
0: there is something going on, and I don't know if the player is going to trust the party with it
1: well we'll have to see it It's all going to come down to like what she does and what comes out right, whether, whether exactly. she's willing to share or not there are certain elements that i can introduce that will be beyond her control. Okay. So her i'm less worried about.
2: Yeah. Okay. Um I'm
1: actually really excited for you guys to figure out what's going on with that and for that to whole thing to become like a an a, like a story element.
2: Mhm. Out of character, I'm guessing it has something to do with her gloves.
3: That's an interesting assumption.
2: But yeah, I think I think she's possessed or something. She has is possessed, and
1: yeah, it's also an interesting assumption. <laughs> Mom, I think actually knows like what it is. At least she knows as Probably. much as 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 Zerilin does. Mm-hmm. But what's been right. really fun is as you guys were like coming up with and sending me your background stories was like finding elements of it that I could like expound on without actually mm-hmm. telling you. Ooh. So, it kind of I kind of want to do this thing where like everybody's backstories ends up like coming out and and ending up mm-hmm. being like a little mini arc in its own.
0: That'll be fun. And I know I intentionally left some holes in my backstory because I wanted to see what you would do with it. Yeah. I wanted to leave you with some plot hooks and some ideas.
1: And I will be making use of them.
0: Good. Because that's, that's one of my favorite favorite things about D&D, is that you have that ability to just have these characters pass come back to bite them and see how they deal with it.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think, especially with uh, Trayton's redemption arc, as he's trying to go through it, having some of that come back... 'Cause I don't think he's fully dealing with some of his
1: problems. I'm really excited about um about Reese's and Zerilin specifically. Um, okay. Clyes is going to be interesting. Um, I don't have as much freedom with that one as I would maybe like at some points. Sorry, Jax. Yeah. But he like he wrote out this really intricate like backstory and everything. And even went <clears throat> as far as telling me, now, Clyde doesn't know this about, you know, what's going on, but here's what's <laughs> actually going on.
0: Nice. So, yeah, I definitely got the got the impression from the way he's been playing that he's his backstory is a significant driving force for his character.
1: Oh, yes. Oh, definitely. There are a couple of things that I've been able to kind of like tweak and add and play with that he doesn't know. And I don't know that he <clears throat> knows that he doesn't know, but, well, I guess now he does but it'll be interesting to kind of pull that out.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I'm 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 really excited to see where this story goes.
1: Good. I'm glad. Certainly makes me feel better. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, no, you've been you have been doing a terrific job and you are definitely, definitely. one of the uh you're up there with with the, some of my favorite DMs that I've played for. So and I I again I'm not just saying that because we're doing this like no this is honestly I um I'm really hyped for this campaign. I I want to see where it's going. I want to see where where things end up and I've been having a lot of fun. I'm sad that we don't get to meet more often than we do. Yeah. And it's just I it's ap- really
1: hard to get everybody's schedules lined up unfortunately. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I apologize for yesterday. That
2: was
1: Oh no! Don't worry about it. Like that was kind of, that was more of a last minute thing. Like Emma needed something, and yeah. so we were trying to figure out like how we could like get together, and yeah. then you know mom was all like, "Hey, you guys want to do D and D?" And then like I thought that that was gonna be like the thing. I didn't realize that she hadn't asked you. So. Oh
0: yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, because normally I'm not doing anything, but like. I had friends who are actually performing at May Market, so.
1: Gotcha. Yeah, no problem. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully soon, though. Yes. Yeah. For it sure. Has been, it's been
3: over a month now, so.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and we need to. It's. It can be hard to remember where you are in a campaign after that much time. Um, so.
1: Well, we got got um, a couple of the players that are actually, like, taking notes, which is awesome.
0: Yes. I think I'm one of them.
1: Oh, you're taking notes, too? Yep. Because uh, Risa and Zerlin were actually, like, um, journaling, like, during the session. In character. Session. Yeah.
0: I tend to wait until specific story points like mm. points where the character would actually be cuz I for a while I was doing it um like the first session I was doing it as we were going through
4: right
2: and then I had a thought you know what if something happens and you know worst case scenario you've got a uh character death and then mm. how would how would he be able to record these but
3: that's really really worst case scenario.
2: Yeah. But yeah, I do have a a journal type
3: and I've got it up through
0: Yeah, I've got it up through the uh the Banshee encounter.
1: Oh cool. Would you would you mind sending that to me? Because the last couple of sessions I actually haven't done any like writing down summary or anything like that and I really need to. Because I don't always remember what's going on myself.
4: Okay. Yeah.
3: Just
1: so I have like a an idea, like a refresher, so that I make sure that I remember everything that happened.
2: Okay. Yeah. Let me uh. Let me get it
0: all into a a file that I can actually send. And...
3: Okay. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I've always enjoyed uh,
2: courting notes in character mm. when I can because, I mean, it's fun.
3: It's not really
1: anything that i would ever thought of doing before, and I think I probably will like the next time I get to play.
2: Yeah. I also, uh, took... Way too many notes in the initial session. I had to cut them back
0: to what was important.
1: There was a lot going on, and it I yeah. guess it was kind of hard to figure out like what was going to be relevant and what wasn't
2: right,
4: but yeah,
2: um, and I cut out the the traveling that we did right <laughs> between um Kymel and Western
1: yeah, that was kind of like a I really just needed you guys to get to the next
3: area, so yeah. Travel may not be so easy in the future, though. Right. No, I'd
2: never expect that. All right. Um,
3: I guess that's
1: uh, about it. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I guess so. That's
0: that's about about uh, about the length of last week too. So.
1: Mm, it's a little shorter, but not by much. A little shorter. Nah. Yeah. It's about an hour and a half. Okay. Still good though. So we're going to be skipping next week because it's Mother's Day and everything. And the only day that we really have to record is on
3: Sundays. Yeah. However,
1: the following week, I believe Jax has a Sunday off. Let me just confirm. Does he now? I believe so.
2: So we might have a guest on. That'll be fun.
3: So, what should we discuss?
2: That's an excellent question. I thought we'd mention something, like, right at the beginning. Was there...
3: We talked about a couple
1: of different things. That's Um, right. We talked about uh, eventually doing a marble.
0: Mm. Um, Right, but that's going to have to
4: wait. That's
1: going to have to wait. We'd also talked about doing, like, What Makes a Good Anime. hmm mm-hmm. Which could be something that um, he would be interested in participating in. Right. Um, I know he had also mentioned specifically that if we ever did anything on, like, Final Fantasy, he wanted to get in on that one.
3: Ooh.
2: Yeah, let's do that one. Okay.
0: Because I won't be able to guarantee seeing uh, Infinity War before.
1: Oh, and don't worry about, like trying to guarantee like when it happens then we'll we'll schedule from there
0: okay yeah because i also want to see black panther first i don't Mm -hmm. know how necessary that'll be but i'd like to it is okay it's
1: necessary you have to be caught up on all the movies before you see this one
0: because i actually had somebody be like hey i'll buy your ticket Do you want to come out and see with us tonight and i'm like i haven't seen black panther yet i don't want to yeah so
1: it's necessary okay you have to like because we we crammed Um, the last Mm -hmm. few movies that we hadn't seen yet, um, we saw Black Panther, we had to watch Guardians 2, um, Doctor Strange, Spider-Man, Thor Ragnarok, and they were all, like, if we hadn't seen those movies, we would have been so lost.
0: Oh, yeah. I know, I'm, I, yeah, I'm pretty sure I know how Thor Ragnarok factors in, at least. Um, but yeah. Okay, that's good to know. It's good to Mm -hmm. know. So yeah, I will uh, try to catch Black Panther before it k- gets out of theaters. Fingers mm-hmm. crossed.
1: It's a good movie. It's a really good movie. Yeah,
0: that's what I've, I've I've heard. Nothing but good things. So that one and Infinity War want to see.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Really want to see it.
2: Been kind of waiting for it since the first event of the movie, So
3: yeah, it's really really good. All right then. All right. So week of the 20th final right. fantasy.
2: Get together talk final fantasy.
3: Sounds good. Cool. All
2: right. And uh still listening. Thank you for
0: taking the time and
3: Mhm. We really appreciate it.
0: Yeah, no. It's it's weird that we've actually got an audience that I wasn't expecting. <laughs> especially not as many people as, as have listened to it yeah just the first episode like that was that was unexpected and,
1: and yeah it was literally like because we've been talking about doing this like three years ago or so yeah and it didn't actually happen and then we were just like you know what that thing that we were going to do we should do it and yeah. then we were we just kind of did it
0: yeah so that's it's been great I'm glad, glad people are listening Mm-hmm. Um, we hope you enjoyed it.
1: If you have any uh, questions or suggestions or anything like that, um, uh, I guess you can reach Topi- us on topics. Twitter. Yeah. Yep. Tw- uh, topics, suggestions. Topics,
0: topics are great. Um, if you want to sound off on anything we've said here, two cents in, um, yeah, always, always open for discussion.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, um, I'm on Twitter at ragdoll one two seven. R A G D O L L one two seven.
0: And I am Captain Fenris. The C A P T A I N F E N R I S.
4: Yep. Or, so yeah.
1: You know, leave a comment wherever you're listening as well, because um, yeah, I, I check those fairly regularly.
0: Guess that's that's it for for us for two weeks, and hope to uh, hope to see you guys then.
1: Alrighty. Well, I have been Rama.
2: And I've been Fenn.
1: And this has
3: been Nerdscape. Thanks for listening.